Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is 9.07, Total Information AM. Carol Daniel and Megan Lynch with you this morning. Thanks so much for joining us. On the heels of two tragic car crashes, we wanted to know more about the ways to slow down traffic and make the roads safer for both drivers and pedestrians. On the line now is Randy McCourt. He's a retired transportation engineer and past president of the Institute of Transportation Engineers. He's joining us from Portland, Oregon this morning. Good morning, Randy. Good morning. Well, you know, we be with you, Carol and Megan. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, in recent years, we've heard the term traffic calming. So that's why we've called you to give us some insight on what that really means. Sure. You know, traffic calming is really its origin started with more of a neighborhood local street type uh, setting. And it looks at a very a variety of different techniques that can take streets that were pretty much designed originally, you know, they could have been, you know, straight, wide, open, long stretches of road, which for most people in cars, that results in whether they know it or not, they're going to speed. And so to deal with that, a series of measures were developed. They can range from things like um, horizontal deflection, which would be like speed humps, speed tables, raised pedestrian crossings, raised intersections, or traffic calming roundabouts, horizontal deflection, which is like, you know, narrowing the road, things like curb extensions, medians, chicanes that put little curves in roads or offsets, um, traffic circles, those are sort of raised in the middle of an intersection, uh, a group of uh, items like routing restrictions, things like diverters that, you know, don't make it such a long straight stretch or offset intersections, um, and then uh, Street width. A lot of times streets were just built way too wide, particularly in those kind of neighborhood settings where you know, 28 to 32 feet is plenty of width for on-street parking and, and accommodate fire response. And, and the streets get built 36 or 40 feet wide or even wider. And again, it just contributes to the speeding case. And so traffic calming really is that that collection of measures. And it really, like I said, its origin really started with neighborhood and, and local streets. So today, the mayor of the city of St. Louis uh, will be joined by the president of the board of Alderman. They're going to announce a safe street, a street and pedestrian safety program investment. Uh, It's expensive, is it not, to try to institute the so-called traffic calming measures? Yeah, it takes, you know, over time when you've got a set of streets that have physically already been built to come back in, it's just like a bathroom remodel in a house. I think you've all done the hat or a kitchen remodel. Those are super expensive. And it's the same with 
when you think about infrastructure and streets. And when you're starting to talk about safe streets and now moving up the ladder to streets that are more like collector or arterial, the bigger streets, it's even more difficult and more expensive because you've got a lot of complicating factors, uh, property odors, right-of-way restrictions, drainage issues, trying to deal with a variety of factors and accommodating as many users on the street. And it's really, really tough. And so you're talking about infrastructure improvements that can really add up, I mean, in many millions of dollars very quickly. And Randy, then I have to think there has to be a learning curve for drivers. I remember when there was a traffic circle that was installed close to my neighborhood. And lo and behold, I mean, it was only two weeks after they had this thing constructed. We had two cars run right through it. Uh, because they they weren't paying attention. You know, recently I was up in suburban Chicago. I experienced speed tables for the first time, and they were very annoying, (laughs) (laughs) frankly. So, you know... Well, tell me more about that. Tell me more about why were they annoying. And what is a speed table? What does that look like, Megan? It's a lot longer than a... It's uh, deeper than a speed bump. Ah, okay. Yeah, Yeah, I got it. It's like a speed plateau. (laughs) Yeah, a speed hump would be like 12 feet long and a... The table would be more like 22 feet long. So it's almost double. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And it, it would just, it did, it slowed us down. And so, you know, as a driver, it was, um, it was a little bit aggravating at first. I'm sure the, do these take some getting used to an education? Well, you know, it's really interesting. I'm, I'm intrigued by your, you know, why you were aggravated. Cause if it's on a local street where the speeds are like 25, that's one thing. If you were on a street where, like an interstate freeway, you're going 70, I would be very aggravated. <laughs> That's not the appropriate response out there. But uh, generally speaking, these these types of measures, and let's use a speed table as an example, they've been over 50 years evolved to get to the proper heights so that they do minimize the kinds of impacts that are associated with them. So, for example, noise, emissions, uh vehicle wear and tear. And in fact, in Australia and New Zealand, they've uh, actually done research and measurements on vertical acceleration to try and optimize, you know, so it's sort of like you don't want them too low so that people ignore them and you don't want them too high that creates too much vertical deflection. So they've optimized that and it's landed at about three inches. So there's been a lot of thought that goes into that to, you know, basically balance, you know, you don't want you want to get people into a uniform speed. So if it's 25 in a residential area where there's kids playing, balls are going out, pets are everywhere, you know, people are crossing the street, there's really no need to be going faster in those settings. Obviously, if you don't have good arterial streets or collector streets where you can drive faster, a lot of people intrude or divert into the neighborhoods. And that's where some of the problems start to exist, where you get people that want to go fast going on streets that really aren't made for that. We are, we've talked about, for instance, policy catching up with technology. And I wonder, I would imagine the same is true when it comes to um, the response, traffic calming, catching up with driver behavior, because people are going faster, much faster than ever before and and road rage is an ongoing issue. So talk about that policy catching up with technology as it relates to traffic calming and driver behavior. You know, it's, it's a really interesting topic, and I'll, I'll use one example. Um, there's signs that you'll see that give you the speed of how what you're you're traveling. So if let's say you're on a 
again, a residential street and you're going 30 miles an hour, it'll tell you you're going 30 and then it blanks out and waits for the next vehicle to come. Those vehicle speed feedback signs, a lot of times you'll hear that, you know, signs, static signs, oh, those don't do anything. And to some extent, in um, from a human standpoint, this is where technology comes in, static signs become part of the background. And so you want those to be uniform and applied to traffic control. And when they get applied to a lot of other stuff, they don't necessarily accomplish their task. But when you get something that's uh, real-time, that's active, that engages the driver, and it tells them exactly specifically what they're doing, a lot of folks will say, oh, the, you know, two years, two months, two days later, nobody will pay attention to that. But that's actually not true. The research shows those signs because of, you know, I don't think anybody wakes up in the morning and says, you know, I'm going to go speeding through neighborhoods. They just don't. They've got a lot of things on their mind. They're, they've got to go to work. They've, they're late for soccer practice. They've got to pick up the kids. They've, you know, they need to go out to dinner with, you know, with their wife or their husband. And, and they're thinking of a lot of things. And when something active reminds you of the circumstance, it does, it does, I mean, people don't, don't want to break the rules that much. You know, and obviously, you know, what we've learned is that you can get anywhere from two to five mile an hour reductions consistently with things like that. So that kind of technology can help. I think there's concern that if you put it everywhere, maybe it would be that problematic, but you know, a lot of those have been installed and the data continues to come in pretty solid. You know, the behavior and rage issue you know, I think that's always been with us. I don't, you know, if you date back to when we rode on horses and shot each other, I mean, there was road rage back then too. And so the reality is, I, I you know, I think a lot of it, you know, and I, I would say to many of your listeners, you know, particularly, and I, I think all of us are prone to that. I had to do this for work is we did travel time runs on freeways. And what I learned by just putting a stopwatch to my trip was all that traffic that I would get frustrated by and just would boil me to a, I was talking about seconds or a couple minutes of time. And, you know, when it gets down to it, is it really, is it that worth getting that excited about that? Because the difference in time of you speeding through a neighborhood versus just driving this, if you drove 25 through the neighborhood, your arrival time is substantially not changed, even though in our mind it is because we're, we're accomplishing the task in our mind faster. But the reality is you're also putting a lot of folks at risk. When you drive 10 miles an hour over the posted speed in neighborhoods, the likelihood of fatalities goes from, you know, a handful of percent, maybe five, ten percent, if you were driving the speed limit, to something like fifty percent, and it quickly, you know, erodes fast as you go into those excessive speeds. So it's, you know, I think some of it is just people, you know, a little chilling out, you know, thinking about, you know, the task at hand and, and what's at, at stake. And I, I just don't think that's a common approach to most drivers, frankly. Well, Randy, we they're giving us the rap sign, but I've got one more question for you because, sure. I mean, this is a serious issue here. I know you have worked with communities that have gone all in. Um, they've yeah. made this a priority. You know, in a nutshell, how did they do that? Well, I, I can tell you a couple things, and I'll give you a couple stories, one from Oregon and one from Indiana. In Oregon, communities deciding the sizes of their roads, you know, which roads were going to be three lanes and five lanes, and we're not going to have seven and nine lane roads and how to connect them up and create networks of roads that can serve the community effectively without getting huge. And doing that, they looked at a lot of improvements like roundabouts, medians, speed feedback signs, narrower lanes, sidewalks and landscaping, canopies over the road, signal coordination to accomplish that. 
And that roundabout is a real key feature. And I know in Carmel, Indiana, they've gone all in on roundabouts. And the amount of crashes and fatalities and serious injuries, serious injuries and fatalities are way down. That doesn't mean there aren't crashes, property damage from people, you know, struggling getting around the roundabout. But they're not serious injuries like they were when they were T-bone accidents at signalized intersections, and they're not fatalities. And that's what we're really focused on. And it can be accomplished. It just takes a lot of investment in time. Well, it has been uh, fascinating talking to you, Randy. Thank you so much for joining us on KMOX. Thanks, Carol. Thanks, Megan. I appreciate it. Take care. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 